It's fucking recording. <laughs> Jeff, I'm Kia, and I'm Craig, and, and we, we watch the Son of Frankenstein! Twenty years ago, in the barony of Frankenstein, a monster created by man stalked through the country, beaming and killing. In time, Frankenstein, maker of the monster, died. The monster disappeared. Now, after twenty years, the son of Frankenstein returns. And fear grips the village anew. A man tainted by the blood of his father can forget his human soul and carry on the diabolical work of the Frankenstein. As a man, I should destroy him. But as a scientist, I should do everything in my power to bring him back to conscious life. Benson, turn on the generator. Who wants to do the thing? We were going to actually read it right off of the DVD case. Oh, that's I forgot. Like that I had no. Um, it's basically the plot of Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Here's <laughs> a, here's a, this is from IMDb. One of the sons of Frankenstein finds his father's monster in a coma and revives him, only to find out he is controlled by Igor, who has been on revenge. Boom. That's basically all. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the third installment in the Universal Monsters cycle of Frankenstein movies. 1939. Yes. Notable for being 1939 because uh, budgets were really big at that point. Uh, we had Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind were really big hits that year. Yeah. Uh, so much so that uh, this movie was originally conceptualized as being in color and they decided not to do it. Uh, apparently the makeup artist, I think it's Jack Pierce, that's mm -hmm. name couldn't get the makeup to look correct in color. It, it always looked kind of weird, so they went back to black and white. So, Have you ever seen that color test they did? No. It's on YouTube. Uh, if you just like look up uh, Son of Frankenstein color test, uh, mm -hmm. it's uh, Karloff, and he's in the makeup, and he's bright green, and he like, walks up behind the guy and starts to choke him. Oh, no, 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 no. I have seen laughing. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, and that's Jack Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I thought it looked fine, personally, but... You know, in retrospect, obviously, it was best that they kept it all black and white, right? Because we had that motif all yeah. through the entire Universal Monsters cycle. It'd be kind of weird if they jumped to color in yeah. 39, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see the budget in this movie because mm -hmm. the sets are crazy, right? Yeah. So that's, that's one of the big, you know, things. I don't know. Yeah, I love the stylized look of the castle. Yeah. And uh, particularly the outside of the castle, but even the interiors look really cool, too. Except for in the uh, the laboratory, I miss the kind of the cobblestone look of the mm. of the dungeon and the or whatever the the laboratory in the first one. Um, the walls are just you know kind of plain, but it still had a lot of the fun gadgets and stuff in the background. And let's let's backtrack it a second. Like, what's everybody's first kind of like experience with Frankenstein? You know, like what what made you aware of Frankenstein culturally? Oh, that's and... tough. How big of a fan were you of it growing up? That sort of thing. It's tough. It's basically like, well, the character of Frankenstein's just kind of been in my yeah. consciousness since yeah. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Excuse me. But I think the uh, first time I ever saw the movie was when I was a kid. My dad had, we didn't have cable, 
So my dad had a guy at work uh, take a VHS tape and record all. They, I guess they did a Universal Monsters marathon one night, hmm. and he recorded a bunch of them. So I watched that and Wolfman and Mummy and nice. a couple other ones. But, yeah. I don't know when I became aware of it. It was just always there too. And I don't, I well, I didn't see Frankenstein until like last year. <laughs> so I never saw the original movies until recently. Um, yeah, but I always just knew about them. I always knew about um, Frankenstein and Wolfman, I guess. Mostly Frankenstein. For some reason, Frankenstein and Dracula. Frankenstein and Dracula, I think, are the ones that have always been around in my, like, I don't remember being introduced to them. They were just there. You know yeah. I, mean? I feel like the others maybe came a little bit later. Like Frankenstein and Dracula are just yeah. like always like right there. Yeah, they're kind of staples of Halloween too. Yeah. yeah. Plus they're on like all the reading list in school. So Good point. Kids, yeah, the literary, yeah. you know, roots of them are kind of, uh, a, lot, a lot of kids have to read it in high school. And this is kind of part of pop culture, right? Yeah. I, it's like one of the reasons I brought it up because it's kind of interesting to me how many people are aware of these characters but I've never seen like some of the most famous movies, yeah. you know, that kind of, kind of helped make them what they are. It, it's like you said, they're Halloween iconography. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you know it's going to be on napkins and plates and stuff like that. It's just kind of yeah. interesting thinking about, uh, like I don't know if that'll ever happen again, really. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. 30 years from now, 50 years from now, I don't know if Freddy Krueger is going to be on like birthday plates for kids, you know, yeah. for or not birthday, but you know, Halloween party stuff and everything. Um, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it will. Maybe I think so, Freddy Krueger will. I don't. You don't think he's going to be on birthday plates for kids, given his history, alleged. Yeah, history. a child molester would be kind of a weird choice. But I think he'll the claw and like I think those will be staples for mm. sure. And I think those are also characters that if you've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street, if you've never seen Friday Thirteenth, you would know that's Jason. That's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure sure recognizable. And Jason has like the cheapest Halloween costume of all time. <laughs> I mean, you buy a five dollar, yeah. you know, mask, and yeah. you are Jason. So that that's definitely one of the reasons his hooks are in us forever, probably. Yeah. What did you think about the pacing of Son of Frankenstein? Well, uh, this one's easily the longest one of all yeah. the Frankenstein, the Universal Monster Frankenstein movies. I didn't really realize it until we actually sat down and watched it, and I looked it up later, and I was like, this really is. It's like a good 20 minutes longer than most of the other ones. Because yeah. wasn't the original was only, this is a little over an hour. They're an hour and change, yeah. It's Usually like 75 minutes around in there, yeah. Yeah, this one, um, I haven't seen it in a while. And uh, it, it occurred to me, I was watching and going like, wow, we're almost an hour into this. And the monster is still in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't woken up. Like, well, he woke up like little bits here and there, but you know, he didn't actually get up out of the little bed thing. I didn't even really notice that, I guess, that it took him a while to. Well, that's get up. if you're a fan of these movies and you say if you watch them in chronological order, Karloff's monster is kind of the main character in a lot of ways, uh, especially Bride. But even Frankenstein, the original, he's a, he's a major part of the story, and he's up and walking through most of the film. Uh, this starts kind of this trend of all the sequels and all the movies featuring Frankenstein's monster afterwards. Uh, it's like a mad scientist is trying to revitalize him and trying to yeah. bring him back into the world or whatever, and Frankenstein just sits on a table most of the yeah, movies. That, that kind of happens in all the sequels from here on out. Um, so yeah, like House of Frankenstein and House of Dracula... 
which are kind of like Monster Mashes, the first crossover movies with all the monsters in them. Uh, Frankenstein doesn't really appear until like the last like 15 minutes of both of those, the, the monster, mm-hmm. whatever. It's kind of weird. So <laughs> what about, uh, I think a notable absence, if you want to look at this as like a trilogy, since Karloff is playing the monster in all three, right? right. Uh, Colin Clive isn't back as right. Frankenstein, right? Um, what do you think of his replacement, his son? Basil Rathbone? Yeah. I thought he was very handsome. I likened him to a Ryan Gosling. I said if they, I did. I said if they remake, if they were to update that and remake it, then I think Ryan Gosling should play the son because they kind of, they kind of looked alike a bit to me. Um, he looked like uh, Walt Disney to me a little bit. I think it's hmm. with the hair and the, the mustache. tiny mustache. Yeah. I liked him though. Yeah, he's good. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I made the point we were watching. Like when you think about it, it's like. Basil Rathbone, Bela Lugosi, and Boris Karloff in like one movie. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, even if I've never seen them, I've heard of all those people. And it's just, I mean, I, I, I would imagine back then that was probably, well, and that was before he was, well, no. It's before he played Sherlock Holmes, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so he might not have been huge. Just still, it's, it's interesting though, thinking that apparently in 36, Universal Pictures retired their monsters. They were like, okay, we're done with this. You know, we've done a couple of them and, you know. And they re-released uh, Dracula and Frankenstein as a double bill in, I think, like, 37 or something like that. And it was a huge hit. Like, people went out in droves or whatever, and that's what made them think, oh, we got to, like, start this back up. we got to crank these things back out again. Um, so it is kind of cool that they put Lugosi and Karloff in a movie together pretty early on, yeah. um, uh, playing really iconic roles, not just, like, as themselves, you know, like, in other roles or whatever. Um which that kind of brings me to Igor. What, what do you guys think of Igor? I thought he was great as Igor. Yeah. In the which is Lugosi, by the way, for the listeners. Lugosi plays right. Igor. And he's he's movie. unrecognizable too. Like he looks nothing like Dracula. He's yes. got the big beard and his got that weird kind of hunch with his neck messed up because yeah. he got hung. Great makeup and great like physicality. Like he yeah. plays it like yeah. like you know staggered over yeah. the whole time. Everything. Cool. His voice sounds really good too. He's got it doesn't sound anything like Dracula, like his yeah. normal voice or anything. I, so, I like the scene where the, he's on the court. Yeah. And that shot where it's kind of like from beneath him. That's a shot that I'm familiar with, even though I've never seen the movie. I feel like I've seen that scene somewhere that before. Image, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, it's great how he's like screwing with those people. These guys that have already essentially executed him before, yeah. they're like, you know, we're going to hold you, you know, you're, you're going to be in trouble for this. And he's like, what can you do? You've already hung me once, you know. Like he's just fucking with them. And the judge it's is like, yeah, yeah. We yeah, the judge has to like back home. He's like, well, technically, yeah, we have killed him, so is, he's good to go. Like, that was weird. One thing I wanted to bring up, too, was like, okay, so they te- they're like, well, he was pronounced dead. It's like, well, he's clearly not dead. Right. <laughs> like, you can, if he does something, you can't be like, well... It's like double, yeah. double jeopardy type yeah. of situation. They they executed him and he was dead. Yeah. So they can't and that's like he's on a murderous rampage. What yeah. are we gonna do? Well, we already <laughs> killed him once, so we right. can't really do anything. Now. That's who he's yeah. getting revenge on, like men who hung him, and yeah. he's kind of like just going through them, killing them using Frankenstein. Yeah, it, it's he's using the monster to kill monster. all yeah. the all the See jurors. What I'm saying, like. I, I didn't say well, that. now they but, even they even point out in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, What's the character name? Frankenstein's son yeah. points out that hey, you know, it's gotten so synonymous my father's name that people just call the monster Frankenstein. You yeah. know, they they outright say it because obviously already in the 30s it had become the case. 
It's like a really good bit of trivia to ask probably a lot of people, particularly younger people. And I didn't really make the distinction either until you told me about it. But yeah, if you showed them a picture of the monster, everyone would think that's Frankenstein, but that's really not Frankenstein. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I thought it was funny. um, That scene at the end with... Igor and he's looking through the, the window and that guy pulls up in his horse and carriage and just spits in his face <laughs> and then he just like looks over at the monster and is like hey you know go get that guy <laughs> and I was like yeah I, I can't blame you for that one like, that, that was a dick move <laughs> no that's what like I mean really this movie is Igor's movie Igor yeah. is really the antagonist that's driving all the action and is the guy that's manipulating Frankenstein to help bring back the monster so he can manipulate the monster to do all this bidding and everything, right? So Igor, without Igor, there would be no story, really. I mean, he's... Uh, and it's kind of weird, too, how, like, you know, if you're, if you're looking at this as continuity-wise, apparently, like, a whole series of movies happened in between Bride of Frankenstein and Son of Frankenstein. Because Igor is talking about, like, he and the monster had all these adventures, they're hunting together. <laughs> the monster got a, a jacket, over, a fur coat over the right, ears, yeah. apparently. Um, he is my friend, right? Yeah. And uh, he's been shot a couple times. They imply they do an X-ray. Frankenstein does an X-ray of the monster. He's been shot in the heart, and right. that never happened in the previous movies. Um, also, uh, the inspector, the guy with the mechanical arm, mm-hmm. he talks about how as a child the Frankenstein monster ripped off his arm from the roots. Obviously, right. that never happened in the previous movies. So it's kind of interesting, like to think or imagine like a little movie happened in between a lot of a lot of time passed so i mean because right. this child wasn't even born frankenstein son of frankenstein wasn't even born in bride of frankenstein yet right. so i mean at least 40 years have passed 30 40 so that's one question i had was how how long do you think it had been between the original frankenstein and son of frankenstein because in continuity yeah because yeah. in, in reality it was only like eight or nine years right. but you know in terms of the film you know it's obviously he's a grown man and he has a grandchild now. For sure. I mean, at least a generation has passed. I mean, literally a generation has passed. So it's, I would think, yeah, about 35, 40 years, yeah. right? So plenty of time for this weird creep Igor to mm-hmm. start lurk- lurking around. And it's never really designated what Igor is. If he's just like a hermit that managed to survive a really bad injury, or if he literally is some sort of weird unde- undead fiend that they yeah. just don't classify, mm-hmm. or it kind of just leaves it up to the imagination what yeah. he is. Um, it's kind of funny how his introduction to the son of Frankenstein is he tries to murder him and then yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein is like well why don't you come hang out in the house for a little while like, instead of being like hey, this guy just tried to kill me <laughs> uh, it's too it, I also really love too after you know towards the end of the film after the monster is revitalized uh, which we should say like Igor manipulates Frankenstein's son basically saying like, you know don't you want to you know, prove your father, you know, was a genius, you know, get the monster back to his full strength and show people he, he's not a monster. He's like this amazing creation or whatever. Yeah. And that kind of manipulates the Frankenstein, you know, Frankenstein to doing all the experiments and getting him back standing again. Um, but I love how, you know, Igor is like sending the monster out to kill people, right? But he's hanging out in like this window still, <laughs> playing yeah. playing the flute, playing some kind of weird horn, like, hey, hey look at me, everyone. Yeah. You know, and everybody's like, like a Pied Piper. Yeah, like, what's this asshole doing up here playing this weird, because he's playing this, you know, ominous music, you know. Leave me alone, I'm just playing my flute. <laughs> I'm up to nothing, I swear. <laughs> you know, and it's, I guess it's like his alibi in a weird way. Yeah. It's like everyone sees him in the town square playing the flute, so it's like, he couldn't have killed all these guys. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I just I, I love I love the character. I love how it's basically his movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, although as a kid, I remember being a little frustrated that the monster wasn't in it as much. You know, I remember thinking it was kind of a cop out. Nothing like Frankenstein meets Wolfman though, right? Because that movie straight up. I mean, it takes forever for the monster <laughs> to show up. But anyway, and also that uh, you can tell that that was where they got the idea for Frau Blucher in the. Uh, Young Frankenstein, where she's playing the violin, and it kind of assumes oh, the yeah. monster. Yeah, of know. course. But uh, yeah, and then also the little boy in the movie, sure, who plays the grandson of Frankenstein. Right. Uh, he was the voice of Bambi, and um, it sounded to me like he had a southern accent too. I don't. I didn't really look that much into. He it had lots of issues <laughs> with this kid. When we were watching it. We just thought, what is. What? This is something I took for granted for years, but Kia really slowed it down. We're like, what is wrong with this kid? Well, and, you she's know. very entertaining. Yeah. And I, he sounded like a cross, and he looked <laughs> like an ancestor of Honey Boo Boo. And, <laughs> and he sounds like a cross between Honey Boo Boo and Buckwheat. So I didn't oh, understand. Yeah. He has a weird cadence. <laughs> it's like Buckwheat. I'm like, yeah. it really is. Like It was like, then we're going to the phone back to I didn't understand anything that kid just yeah, said. The parents are Daddy, what is that? I mean, all, the parents are so sophisticated, like, darling, where are we going today? Mom, you know, and he is just like, well, darling, where are we going to go? Like, he's just, he has such a strange voice. And uh, I love, I mean. Hey, you got a big fur coat. <laughs> he's describing the monster who, yeah. you know, goes into his room at night, right? He comes out of the wall. <laughs> um. But, uh, you know, this this poor, beleaguered inspector who is trying to investigate these murders, he's suspicious of Frankenstein, suspicious of the monster, had a close encounter with the monster as a child, maimed him for life. He has a mechanical arm now. Um, you know, it, it says early on, he foreshadows, you know, if not for Frankenstein and the monster, I may have been a general. I, my, my lifelong ambition was to be a soldier, but as a child, the monster ripped out my arm, so I had to, you know, settle for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and Frankenstein takes note of it. Yes, a general, yes. And, and then later on, that little boy is introduced. <laughs> the little boy, you know, son of Frankenstein, or grandson of Frankenstein, is introduced to the inspector. And he's like, what's wrong with your arm? That's, yeah, you know, that's like, the first thing. Yeah. And then the guy tries to explain it. Then he says something else, like, oh. You're not supposed to wear gloves in the house yeah. or something. He wears a glove yeah. because he doesn't have a hand. Absolutely. And then... <laughs> but no, but Frankenstein himself, the son, is the one that screws it up because, he, you know, the kid's asking all these questions and Frankenstein is like, oh, well, uh, he's actually uh, in the army. Okay, uh, he lost his arm in the wall. He lost his yeah. arm in the wall. And, and then the kid's like, are you a general? Like, immediately. <laughs> and, like, like, stoically, uh, the inspector's like, yes. <laughs> Yes, I am. Like, you know, it's just like, damn, like, that's so brutal. Like, this guy, you know, Frankenstein's responsible for all this stuff, and then he, like, really rubbing salt in that wound, General. <laughs> and then the kid calls him General for the rest yeah. of the movie. It's like, come on, General, let's go! Like that, and then it's like, just like, this motherfucking kid, you know, like. <laughs> Where did you find this watch? <laughs> A giant brought it for me! <laughs> the, uh... And uh, the little boy also became um, a Marine and became a drill instructor, I guess, yeah. to live down. I read that somewhere that he had, uh, like, he kind of left the whole acting thing behind. Right. And then uh, 
it wasn't until like years later, like I guess he was like watching Bambi or something with his grandkids. He's like, "Oh, that's me!" And they're like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, wasn't that was me doing the voice in that movie when I was a kid? I did the voice for Bambi." And they were like, "You were Bambi? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I had no idea you did this." Like, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about this? I mean, I, we didn't really describe the ins and outs of the plot, but it's it's actually. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward stuff, right? I mean, there's an interesting trivia on IMDb. It says one is when Doctor Frankenstein looks at the monster's blood under a microscope. The image we are shown is clearly red blood cells overlaid on top of sperm cells. What I had no idea. I didn't notice that at all. Clearly, yeah. I know. I was like, that's why I emphasize. I'm very familiar with sperm cells. It says Bela Lugosi's performance in this film is considered by many to be his greatest. There are a couple others. I he is great. As, I mean, yeah. th- that's definitely the reason to watch as Lugosi as Igor. I yeah. mean, it's just. It says the monster's agonized cry upon finding Igor's body was also used for the moment when Wolf kicks the monster into the sulfur pit. Right. Oh. Universal was so impressed with Karloff's scream that it was used in other non horror films. Yeah. Hmm. Th- that, real quick, that's something worth noting is like uh, the son of Frankenstein is this milk toast kind of. Uh, beleaguered guy like he's pushed around the whole movie pretty much he's manipulated by Igor <laughs> uh, the inspector kind of bullies him a little bit he's always kind of uh, like paranoid and you know playing darts nervously and drinking nervously and yeah. this very passive like you said Igor literally tries to murder him in the beginning yeah. that's his introduction to Igor and he's like instead of going you get out of here I'll call the cops or I'll, I'll, I'll kill you yeah. he's like please have some sandwiches you know yeah. he's very just inviting <laughs> So it's, it's kind of this really great character turn at the end of the movie where he's been through all this shit. And finally, I think what happens is his family's threatened. Like, literally, his son is like, the monster is stepping on his son, if you recall. Right. Like, yeah. the, like the, the, son, yeah, the, son, <laughs> the monster steals the son, is about ready to throw him in the sulfur pits that's in the lab, inexplicably. Yeah. And uh, uh, Frankenstein breaks in on it, and he, <laughs> he throws him on the ground, starts stopping on him, you know, holding him down. Uh, but yeah, Frankenstein like seizes the gauntlet and shoots uh, Igor dead, just guns him down dead, yeah. and then uh, like I don't know, like in an action movie, like an old school yeah. action movie, swings on a rope and like kicks the monster into the sulfur pit or yeah. whatever. Right? It's it's a great I don't know, it's a That's, great one two punch. I thought yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. I also noticed that when the monster picks up the little boy to, when he's about to throw him in the sulfur pit, the little kid, he's just, he has no reaction at all. He's just kind of like, yes. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, because then the monster changes his mind and he just puts the kid yeah. down and the kid's like, doo, doo, doo. He just keeps going on up the yeah. stairs. Like, you know. Well, I think the kid trusts the monster. The, the kid yeah. thinks the monster is his friend. He, like, comes in. The monster is coming in through a secret passage into the, the boy's bedroom and like, giving, giving him, him presents. And giving yeah. him presents, giving him, like, things that he's taken from people he murdered, which is a watch, you know, yeah. that they. Uh, the the inspector pieces it all together, um, so yeah. There's also like a little mini movie going on behind the scenes, I guess, of this kid hanging out with the monster and yeah. having fun with him. I guess a little bit. I also uh, thought it was interesting when he when the monster killed the one guy. Uh, he takes his body and puts it underneath the carriage and has the carriage like roll <laughs> over, yeah. so it looks like it was an accident. Yeah, I was like, wow, he's uh, he's not just some like brainless idiot like he knows enough to like oh i gotta cover this up right <laughs> igor has trained him well probably at yeah. this point i mean he's killed six people before the movie opens because it's implied that there are eight jurors that uh igor hates yeah. for sentencing him to death 
and six of them have been killed already to the prior to the events of the movie, and there's two left, and that's the two that we see on screen get yeah. killed. So yeah, Igor has like trained the monster really well to do his bidding. Uh, I do think it, there is a motif of uh, the monster trusting children. It's it's through all the movies, but particularly yeah. the first one and this one, mm-hmm. where I think the monster kind of appreciates that kids don't know to be scared of them. That's like something they establish really early in the canon because the really famous scene with the girl throwing the the flowers in the water, right? right? She she her first instinct is to play with the monster, not to be scared of them or right. whatever. So he has like an affinity. To kids, and that that carries all the way over to the Monster Squad. I mean, yeah, exactly. modern takes on them. So, yeah. and one more trivia thing: it says, despite his frequent frequent appearances in horror films, Basil Rathbone had a particular disdain for them. This is likely the reason for his over the top performance, most noticeable in the scene in which he and Inspector Krogh—I don't know if that's his name—are uh, playing darts. Yeah. So I guess when he's like over the top, he's like, I hate this movie. Oh, or <laughs> he's like throwing the darts. <laughs> I'm really slumming it. I was very focused when he was throwing those darts because he was hitting close to the bullseye. And it looked like yeah. he wasn't really trying. He was just... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was like his main bit of concentration and the rest of it was his bullshit. Why like, am that I was what he doing was this film that's beneath me? <laughs> I could have been a professional dart player. <laughs> and then he goes on to play Sherlock Holmes like a thousand times. Uh, what do you think about the continuity issues and stuff like that? Uh, like in Bride of Frankenstein, which you've seen too, Kia, um, the monster is trained uh, how to speak. Remember, right, like the, yeah, the blind yeah. hermit teaches him, you know, words like and grin. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's all gone now. Like the monster no longer can speak. Uh, it seems revolt revolted by his own image, which at this point you would think he'd be used to how he looks. Mm-hmm. Also, what the hell happened to the bride? If the monster <laughs> survived the explosion at the end of Bride of Frankenstein, wouldn't the bride be capable of the same thing? So there's little things like that. What do you guys think of that? I always thought that the Bride of Frankenstein was meant to be a bit of a like a comedy almost. Yeah. Uh, so do you think maybe it wasn't a part of that continuity or maybe? I mean, there there are little hints of continuity, or whatever. But I think that's fair to say that you almost watch them in pairs, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like Frankenstein and Bride go together, uh, son and ghost go together because those both feature Lugosi's character mm-hmm. really heavily and then after that it becomes like you know meets Wolfman and House of Dracula right. House of Frankenstein and those almost reboot each individual entry you yeah. know um, so yeah I mean I, I guess that's the way to look at it and the, the main thing is they didn't have home video back then so they, they didn't give yeah. a shit about continuity they, exactly. they were like no one no one remembers we don't have to <laughs> yeah, it was eight about. years ago yeah. so um, it is disappointing though that the bride is so iconic, and she's in like maybe three minutes, five minutes of yeah. the original. I mean, a Bride of Frankenstein, and then she just never shows up again. Like we're never here of her. Or I think that's what I was pretty shocked by when I finally did watch Bride of Frankenstein because I had thought it's called Bride of Frankenstein, so I assumed she was in the movie. But like you were saying, Frankenstein's technically the doctor, yeah, or so the, the scientist. So it's really the human lady that's the bride. Of yeah, the titular character kind of is the lady that Frankenstein's going to marry. Mm-hmm. Who is in the movie a lot? So in all fairness, it we is saw plenty of the bride. Um, she plays Mary Shelley at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and married to Charles Lockman or whatever his name is. Yeah. You ever seen uh, Island of Lost Souls? No. He's like the uh, Doctor Moreau character, and he, he directed mm-hmm. Night of the Hunter. I think that's probably the thing he's most famous for. Um. Hmm. All right. Any closing comments? 
before we go into questions. We have listener questions. Are we rating this, giving it a grade? You want to before we do the listener questions? Are they, is it a, are they about the, this movie? They're all pretty much about the movie. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, Let's go for it. You want to do the, let's do the questions first. Yes. Uh, we, and we touched on some of this stuff, but I still think it's worth noting if people, you know. Um, this is, I'm just going to do them in random order, so we, we might jump around a little bit. This is from Hank Howley, at Hank Howley on Twitter. You think Dark Universe will get far enough in, to remake Sun? Javier Bardem seems like a slam dunk for Frankenstein's monster. So, like, how many installments do you think the Dark Universe will get into? The Dark Universe, the reboot, uh, the Universal Monster cycle, starting with Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Well, I was going to ask, do you think they're still doing that because the, the Mummy <laughs> did, didn't do very well in the box office? And I feel like I've read a few things online where people are like, they really, like, dropped the ball on this. and it's Yeah, I think Hank happen. is kind of implying that a little bit, right? Because yeah. they're, they're questioning if it's even going to get far enough to make sequels, I guess, yeah. of the, the Frankenstein, Frankenstein franchise. Well, we saw so. The Mummy, and I did a little write-up on, on it. Yeah, our, check out our blog. Our yeah. blog. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. But I think when we got away from it, we did notice problems with it. So, yeah. So... That combined with the fact that it didn't do very well, I don't know. Well, what that now? The only one that's a hundred percent slated supposedly is Bride of Frankenstein. That's where they're starting with the Frankenstein mythos, whatever. Hmm. Um, what do you guys think of Javier Bardem as uh, the monster? As the monster, I think yeah. it's a good choice. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh yeah, I can see that. I can see it too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're. I I would really love it if they would do the flat top like. I mean, classic have, look with the green skin and everything, but they'll they probably won't do that. That's what's so frustrating to me as a fan of all this stuff is I mean, Universal Pictures they own the rights to how those characters look. Yeah. So why the fuck wouldn't they use them? Why yeah. wouldn't they go, hey, this is the most popular version of this character. Let's update it, like Monster Squad style. Get like mm-hmm. a top artist to update it, and make it look cool, but yeah. use the same kind of general. Yeah, the flat top would be fantastic. I mean, yeah. in response to that question, I think that. Maybe the one with Javier Bardem might stand a better chance because I think they might do it differently because of the type of actor he is. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is intent on hanging on to whatever little bit of youth he has left and being an action star, and it just doesn't fit on him. And it really doesn't fit in this movie. It looks like he's trying too hard to play at a much younger character, and it doesn't fit for him. And so I think they made it an action movie. They made it like Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, basically. And Javier Bardem, I think, is a bit more of a serious actor. So I don't even know if he would do something this basic. So they might, because of the type of actor he is, have to step up what they do. And maybe Frankenstein might be a little bit more of a serious movie. Because like The Mummy, they have a blueprint for that. They basically sounds like relied on Brendan Fraser and they made it action-packed. And with Frankenstein, they don't really have a blueprint for that. To make it an action action comedy. Right. So hopefully... Though it'll be better because I think that could be really good. Do you think it'll be modern day? Do you think they're going to set it in 2017 or is it going to drop back to 1850? It'd be awesome if they didn't. It'd be yeah. awesome if they set it back then and had like Eva Green. I'm pushing for Eva Green as the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Because I push for her for anything that's like dark, kind of gothic. Gothic. Yeah. Where, who is she, where is she from? It's 300. No, no. Um, yeah, She's the second 300. Um, she was in Penny Dreadful. Dreadful as part of your biggest claim to fame. I'm sure. I've shown you her picture before. Uh, she looks familiar. She was in Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. 
She's kind of been typecast a little bit as a gothic go-to. Penny, yeah. And Penny Dreadful, then you'll be like, yes, yes. You should just mm. show them a naked picture. <laughs> There's like 500 of them, so. Yeah. She, she shows her boobs a lot. In really? Movies. Yeah. She tends well, hopefully to. she'll show her boobs in The Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> PG-13, bring your kids. Um, but yeah, I think, so because of, because of this type of movies that have gone before, and because of the type of actor Javier Bardem is, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they'll do it a lot more, you know, serious. I, I would love for it to get to Son of Frankenstein, though, so we can have Igor introduced properly. Like, I'd love for it to be the, the, the Bela Lugosi take on it and not the classic. Now Igor in pop culture is a hunchback, like young Frankenstein, right? It's kind right. of a silly, you know, like fun a servant type. type right, with a, with a grotesque hunchback type of situation. Whereas Igor, his neck was broken. That's why he's got a weird gait, you know, what he yeah. walks with and everything. Um, it's not a hunchback. Yeah. We did kind of have a bit of a hump, though. Yeah, but he's not deformed in that way. It's because of injury right. that he's messed up. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, Fitz in the original uh, Frankenstein is a hunchback. So, right. I mean, that's probably... They just combine those two images. Um, but, yeah, I would just like I would like to see that Lugosi-style Igor in a reboot. Yeah, that would be cool. be cool. And no one's done it. I guess because he is so good. It's kind of iconic. No one wants to touch it, maybe. But... Here, it's not her boobs. Better. <laughs> Kia is showing Jeff a more risque picture of Eva Green. Everyone's enjoying it. It's not awkward at all. <laughs> Moving on. Thank you, thank you, Hank, for your question. Sorry. Uh, I got another. This is more of a comment from uh, another Twitter user, uh, Specter Vision, uh, friend of the show. Uh, it says. Uh, in this film, there are screen legends like Bela Lugosi, I mean, the Count Dracula, and uh, that's what made me love Universal Monsters in the first place. I mean, Boris Karloff, another legend to me. A movie like this is the same as an Avenger movie now. Great actors who come together to amaze us. Um, so this is a comment, but I thought that was kind of worth noting, right? Like, I wonder if audiences at the time were like, holy shit, like, we've got <laughs> Karloff as a monster, we have Lugosi showing up in this as a monster, right. you know? Like, it really was giving people what they wanted, which yeah. is talking about the mummy is so frustrating because it just seems like who the hell was wanting a mummy movie <laughs> a, like an action mummy movie with Tom Cruise I mean it's right. really strange I wanted to love that movie by they the way they could have done it they could have just not done We've there's been like three mummy movies right yeah with Brendan Fraser yeah. and they did it exactly the same way yeah so I, I just don't under, I don't although Hollywood is constantly doing stupid stuff so we, <laughs> That Jeff hasn't so seen fun. it. Oh, sorry. We just had some real problems. It was with... fun. I did enjoy it. I, I probably won't see it, though, <laughs> I mean, so I don't really It's, it's totally, like, I think Red Letter Media talked about how, like, you know, at the end of their little review and Half in the Bag, they mention, like, it's a movie that your grandpa is going to see an afternoon and go, yeah, I liked it. it yeah. It's that. It's, it's, like, not yeah. offensive or anything unless you're passionate about these characters. And then yeah. it's really annoying because it's, like, yeah. to me, this is just a slam dunk. Like, yeah. I feel like they could... Like, everyone keeps scoffing at the idea of doing Universal Monsters reboot mm -hmm. in a shared universe. Like, it's so stupid and no one wants it. Like, I think that it could be really good if they just gave it some love and yeah. attention. I, yeah, I definitely want it. I just, I have a feeling that the movies that they're, at least judging by the, the Mummy, they're making them differently than what I would want. Yeah. yeah. They're not making these, like, fun monster movies. They're, you know, like you said, they're just 
action vehicles for Tom Cruise. And well, yeah, and our friend John SpectreVision on Twitter, he he's pointing that out. I mean, they are basically making the Avengers in some ways. You yeah. Know, right. That's kind of what is happening here. So, I don't know. But yeah, it, it is really cool. Like especially as you're when you're a kid and you you know watch the originals and mm-hmm. you, you kind of have an idea who Lugosi is and Karloff is to see those guys get to work together for the first time and mm-hmm. like. Front Street Frankenstein movie. It's pretty badass. It yeah. was really cool. So, um, I had a poll. Um, this, the next question kind of ties into it. it. Says favorite Universal's mock. Excuse me. Favorite Universal Pictures Frankenstein sequel. Um, and the choices are Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, Ghost of Frankenstein, House of Frankenstein. I've seen like two of those movies, so like, you automatically like, narrows it down. Did you like Bride or Son better, Tia? Um, I'm trying to see if I, I'm going to pick Sun, one, because it's fresh on my mind, but, um, uh, it had moments that stick, stuck out to me more. I like that it was the three, the three actors, I like them. Yeah. Um, and I just, the kid, I, that was unexpected to me. Like, I didn't expect to literally laugh out loud. Like, it was terrible. a hard, yeah. hearty laugh. <laughs> um, and it's been a while since I've laughed that hard at something, so I was not expecting that. that was yeah, he was awesome. a pretty bad actor. I mean, but he was only, like, what, three? And that's what children yeah. acting at that point probably was, for yeah. the most part. It was really over the top. And there weren't very many understated But, I mean, the part actors. that I laughed at was the general, so I'm assuming that's yeah. what they wanted a laugh there, uh, that yeah. part. And he was like, are you a general? And it was just like... It's like really awkward. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. So you, you, you... Son of Frankenstein is the one you probably... Yes. What about you, Jeff? Which is your favorite um, of Frankenstein? I'll be honest. I haven't watched all of them. I own all of them, but I haven't watched all of them. Uh, but, yeah. of uh, Between Bride of Frankenstein and Son of Frankenstein. I think I like Son of Frankenstein. Really? Um, but, I don't know. I like them all, though. I mean, all the ones I've seen. So. Um, the poll, uh, overwhelmingly, uh, it was a speed poll, by the way, so we didn't get as many votes as usual, only, only like a little over 30. But uh, Bride of Frankenstein got 78%. Do you think that's because, I mean, okay, never mind. I was going to say, do you think it's name recognition? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, and more people probably have seen it. Right. Because, like, Jeff just noted, I mean, Jeff's a pretty big fan of this stuff, and he hasn't seen all of them. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I think most people have seen the original and Bride, and then yeah. from there, it's kind of a crapshoot, you know? Because I've, I've definitely heard of the Bride of Frankenstein all my life growing up, but sure. I don't think I've heard of the Son of Frankenstein and the Ghost of Frankenstein. So. Uh, uh, Ghost of Frankenstein didn't get any. It got 0%, <laughs> uh, which is sad because Lugosi gives another pretty fun performance as Igor in that one. Um, and it has a crazy plot line, but anyway. Uh, so, uh, in response to that, um, we have at Hedonic Runner on Twitter said, I'd go so far to say that Bride is the best Frankenstein movie of them all, uh, even over the original. So, I mean, it's just highly regarded. And James Well, the director, is really highly regarded, too, of that era. So, um, moving on, some questions for us from uh, my friend uh, Christian on Twitter. He writes... Uh, What's your favorite character in the Frankenstein trilogy? Meaning, uh, <laughs> the first three. Meaning the first three: Frankenstein, Bride, and Son. Hmm. The little boy. You like the little boy? <laughs> That's okay. I'm just That's... kidding. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
The little boy definitely stands out to me just because I he mean, was so silly to be honest. I, almost, but I like the monster. I really wish I had video footage I could edit together of the screen you were watching and you reacting to it, to that kid. Because, I mean, you, it was like veins sticking out of her head <laughs> style where she was like, ah, ah, you know, I was like, really? Is that okay? All right. Like, I mean, you were really captivated by that, so. But, I mean, I do like the monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. Karloff is a monster. Is yeah. Classic. So. Sure. What about you, Jeff? Well, I mean, besides the monster, obviously, I would pick uh, Igor. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he was, like, you know, easily the best character in Son of Frankenstein. I agree. I mean, he's I, better I, than Fritz. I, I love, and, and I like the guy that, I forgot the the actor's name. I like Fritz as well. He, yeah, he, he pops too. up in so many uh, Universal Pictures monster movies. But, uh, yeah, I just love Lugosi as Igor. So I, I would have to pick that as well. Um, and, and I love Karloff. As Frankenstein's monster. I mean, that's yeah. just iconic, and I've got it everywhere in this house, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Colin Clive as Frankenstein is fantastic. It's kind of, I feel yeah. almost kind of shitty not including him in this. Um, he tragically was already dead by the time they did Son of Frankenstein. He died of uh, alcoholism like oh, uh, wow. related issues. He was only 37 when he died. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. My age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, he also asks, favorite non-Frankenstein Karloff film? This is Deep Cuts. Anybody mm. have one? Let's see. There's that one he was in with Dick Miller. What's the one we watched? <laughs> I can't remember what The Walking Dead was the one we watched, where he was a convicted, or like, accused of killing yeah. someone. And, yeah. I like There's, that one. That was really good. The Mummy. Altif Bay. Um, <laughs> I don't really... Uh, know a lot of them yeah. I know he did a lot of movies I'll say The Grinch there. The Grinch <laughs> fair enough he did The Grinch? well he was the voice of The Grinch oh really? in the cartoon did he do the really? narration? Yeah. or yeah oh yeah hmm. ten Grinches plus two what's your do you have one? I, I like The Walking Dead too I thought he was yeah. like really sympathetic in that movie and uh, got to play a part with minimal makeup he had some makeup in it but um, I really like that one. I mean, the mummy is super iconic, iconic yeah. as well. I mean, that is a deep cut favorite call. Yeah, he he went for it here. Uh, he also <laughs> gave me like a bunch of facts about the movie beforehand. He did say, "I love *Son of Frankenstein*. It's really a great follow-up send-off to the first two, and continues the mood in a German expressionist aesthetic James well established. So glad it was shot in black and white. Originally, it was planned to be a Technicolor. Uh, the only proper trilogy of the classic Universal horror films." Um, I also love how much uh, these films make subtle changes to the monster's appearance, uh, to the burned hairline and bride, to the fur best and son. It is kind of neat. Like there's continuity yeah. where the the beast or the beast, the monster is kind of growing as as time goes by. He's getting different looks, and right. uh, it's kind of a shame because in Ghost of Frankenstein, he goes right back to the black suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fur coat is gone. It's just whatever. <laughs> That's my favorite look too, is the the fur coat version. Really? Yeah, I think I don't know. I just think that looks really cool. <laughs> um, but I also like like he was saying the burn. Yeah, that, that looks that looks really. Yeah, cool at the too. end of the first film, he's burned, and in Bride, he has you know where you can see the bolt work at the right. top of his you know head and everything. Yeah, um, it has that most iconic image is from Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our friend uh, Kira, who uh, we've interacted with a few times now. Um, I've uh, forgotten how great Peter's accent was in comparison to his parents. Uh, also his, what's that, Daddy? That? That's a boar. Like yeah. Aunt Fanny? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, it's fire, buddy. <laughs> uh, questions. If you were going to remake it today, who would you cast? Hmm. Remake Son of Frankenstein? I guess so. Recast? Yeah. Who, who, you said Ryan Gosling as the titular yes. character, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Gosling is all of the characters. I'm just kidding. Ryan Gosling as the, the titular What about uh, Michael Shannon as, as the monster? monster? As monster? Yeah. That would yeah. be cool. I saw that on Twitter. Someone put that out there and I was like, he really does look and for a bad, And for a bad acting kid, I'm going to go with the, the little kid from Sons of Anarchy. Oh my God. There's a kid in Sons of Anarchy and Mad Men. He shows up in the last season of Mad Men oh who's easily the worst God. child actor ever, ever to have lived. And it's like, how does he keep getting work? How is he in Mad Men? He's like one of the yeah. most like critically acclaimed shows of all time. This kid... Oh. Like, he has to pretend that he's asleep, right? Mm -hmm. So he's laying in bed asleep, and the dad's looking at him. And, like, the kid, you can tell, is conscious of the fact that there's a camera on him, and he can't, like, not smile. He's like... He looks directly at the camera. Yeah, he looks at, he looks at the camera over and over, and it's like, that's the best take you could get from this fucking kid. So, like, so yes. fire him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Jake Gyllenhaal as Dr. Frankenstein? That could work. Frankenstein. I can see that for sure. crazy and... Yeah. Uh, what about Igor? Is there anybody that a character actor that could play Legosi? I could see that actually. He's kind of smallish mm -hmm. too. That would kind of work. Well, in, or in Paul Dana. Oh my god! He he the most like... punchable man in America. <laughs> I don't like, 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 like Paul Dana. Oh, I love him. Oh. Every character Paul Dano plays is does this like he does that in every movie. It's like how is this guy so acclaimed? He's the same dude in every movie. It's like oh Looper is the worst movie of all time with him because of him. George Clooney is the same well, man in every he's movie. He's kind of playing he's an asshole in that movie. That's what I'm saying though. He always plays that guy like, like he always does that. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, I think guy? Daniel Radcliffe did it. He was technically Igor, right? Yeah. He did yeah, a good Victor job of it, but I can see James McAvoy. Or Elijah Wood, also another small person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we get it. I mean, yeah, Elijah yeah. Wood would be good. Yeah. Legosi was a big dude, by the way. He's like six foot one. Yeah, I noticed he that in the guy, movie. I was like, but... he's almost as tall as the monster yeah. in this movie. He's had, that's probably he's another like, reason. This is my giant friend who's two inches taller than me. <laughs> that's probably another reason he had to like stoop over and stuff. Maybe yeah. that was another reason for the casting. Who would we cast as the wife? We can't leave her out. Oh, yes. Well, she's part of the character. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. I'm trying to see someone that fits that. If it's Ryan Gosling, it should be Emma Stone. Ah, uh, yes! Oh, no, no, no. Rachel McAdams. Come on. <laughs> they don't even like each other, again. right? Aren't they, aren't they... they? They're actors. They can act. Rachel so McAdams. Much, so much angst on screen. I cannot see Emma Stone. If we're going to go back in time and set this back then, oh, I can't right, right. see if her. If it's a strict remake. She's too modern. Right. I can see Rachel right. McAdams. I can see that, actually. Yeah. I feel like we're missing somebody for Igor, man. There's got to be someone that plays like a really... Like I'm standing by my Paul Dano, really edgy, like the strange. I mean, really, Michael Shannon would be pretty good for Jake that Jamal too. Is edgy and strange? I think. Yeah, like James character actor. plays strange. Oh, Andy Circus, boom, <laughs> roasted all of you. Okay, okay. he could do a uh, what do you call the CG version. They just get, <laughs> they just get Legosi back. Like, yeah. They just get Gollum. <laughs> um, and one other quick aside from our friend Kara. Uh, my other favorite random aside is the lightning. Uh, it only ever struck in three set positions through the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like they kept using... I, like, when, I first, when we were first watching, I was like, ooh, that looks really good, huh? And like, then I noticed as the movie progressed, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, it's just like the same spot over and over Well, and over I didn't over. notice it was the same spot, but I did point out that I thought it was cool that if it was made today, it would be like all like at it, in, edit, like, or in post, right? Just right. 
but that was obviously like a practical yeah there's probably something to be said for the actors on set too to be able to see that stuff and like you know i mean there's something to be said for that right so um that's it for uh questions and comments thank you for everyone who sent some in uh do we want to get a final rating for son of frankenstein yes (laughs) all right uh i'd give it a b minus b plus uh damn what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give an a because of lugosi i think lugosi heightens it i'm a little disappointed that karloff didn't get to be in it as much you know Mm -hmm. watching it again but lugosi heightens it where i'm giving it an a cool all right guys we're checking out i don't think it's streaming anywhere you have to pretty much buy it um I think it's available on Amazon if you want to stream it for money, you know, rent it. So yeah, it's only like three bucks or yeah, something. Yeah. Or um, you could, uh, you know, break down and buy the big box set. Yeah, I, I mean the not box watch set. Watch all of them like I did. <laughs> the box set is actually really. Uh, I mean, you can pick it up for like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, and it has every Frankenstein movie to include the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Right. So yeah. you really can't go wrong with it. It's like six movies, seven movies. So yeah. All right, guys. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. I'm Craig. And we just reviewed the son of motherfucking Frankenstein. It is time once again for. I have to say, this has generated some interest in listeners, and we've had multiple people tell me via our social media arms, mm-hmm. uh, you should have me on the show so I can school you on trivia. Who, me? Like, no, no, us. Because me and Kia are so bad at answering the questions. Yeah. Someone will write in and be like, I know trivia much better than you guys. Let me on the show and I'll school you. You know, and it's like... That's not the point. You definitely could. <laughs> there's no, there's yeah. like, there's definitely people that listen to this that are know way more about movies oh, and yeah. you know that sort of thing. But it is half-assed. Yeah, that's, we're that's on the Front title. Street. Yeah. So that was um, the whole thing. I remember when you first said, "Hey, we should do a horror podcast." I was like, "Why?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like well, I don't know anything about horror movies. <laughs> You're like, well, that's kind of a cool thing. We can, you know, I'm like, learn about it. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we totally do. we don't really learn that much about them. I guess we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, it's, it's, it's learning about movies you've never seen, heard, heard about before. Oh, you're going to have a good cut. Your next, I do. Your next I have a choice. deep cut. Yeah, yeah. A deep cut. Plus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited about one. Okay. But I, I have been boning up a little bit on trivia, I have to admit. Oh, well, I'm staying up late. Wow. I'm looking at stuff. What? I want to impress some of these people. These, some of these people are really critical of us, and I want to show them. There's only one person you have to impress. Oh yeah? Yeah. Well, rubber match. Yourself. For the record, we are two and two. Asterisk rubber match. I don't want to There keep... have been four matches. Mm-hmm. I have won two in a row. Kia won One two. One was questionable. Let's not go down. Let us move on mm-hmm. to the rubber match, in which I will win. Please let this Craig. be about something I know. All right, here we go. <laughs> Tonight's horror trivia <laughs> is about the classic film. Oh, God. Hocus Pocus. Oh, fuck. Jeff, really? You've never seen it? I have, but I haven't seen it since like 1993. I thought it was like one of your favorites for some reason. No! Oh, I bought it for Halloween thinking we were going to watch it. I like it. I remember from my childhood, but I have literally not seen it. Hmm. 
since 1993. But well, let's then. do this. I got this. We're ready. Right. Let's do, Pocus, I'll probably, Pocus. I'll probably get all these right. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Question Don't forget, one. you got to say your name yeah. to, to chime in. So, question number one. The character of Winifred Sanderson was played by... Kia! Bed Midler. That's correct. Oh. Uh, two for Kia. None for Craig. Hmm. All right, so, question number two. Who lures Emily to the witch's house? Uh, Craig. Sarah? That's correct. Wait. Boom! Wait, that's the actress's name, right? Not the character's name? No, it's her name. I bought it for Halloween. What I watched you it. Wa- when did you watch it? We never got around to it, so wow. I just watched it. What goes on when I'm asleep? Mm. Or right. in Atlanta. <laughs> So, number three, where does Hocus Pocus take place? Craig. It's about witches, right? Mm -hmm. Salem. Massachusetts. That's correct. (laughs) So you just conveniently... The chalice! (laughs) All right. All right. So, number four... Sarah Sanderson, Sarah Jessica Parker, okay. has a mole on which part of her face? Craig. Mm, y'all give it to you. Her nose. Sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. Can I have the chin? Is it chin? It is. Oh my god. I've not seen this movie in like 24 <laughs> years. Seriously, see that? Oh my, oh my god. Stop it. Oh my All right. god. Next question. Omri Katz, who played Max, has left acting behind and his profession is now what? Kia. What's that? Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> what? A male gigolo. Oh. There's no way I'm going to win this. Uh, so let's just... Aw. Do you have an answer or do you want to hear the I want to hear the... I'll hear the choices. Is he now an Arby's franchise owner? <laughs> a hairstylist? A male porn star? Or a writer for the Big Bang Theory? Ooh. A hairstylist. I'll go with hairstylist. That's right. One more point. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. You gotta roll. Alright, number six. Who is the key grip for Hocus Pocus? What the f- What? Uh, is it like in the trivia? In the production? No, is it, is it the... Oh, don't buzz in. Go ahead. Craig. Yeah. <laughs> is it the, the Ben Beard guy? Beard? Is it him? Can you see these? No. I feel like y'all have talked about this before. No. You just conveniently <laughs> no. watch Hocus Pocus by he, yourself. He's like, um... Okay. He's like the Dick Miller... Okay. ...of that crew position. He did a lot in the 80s and 90s for a lot of Disney movies and stuff. Wow. So, yeah. Nice. I've never heard of him before I found these questions. Mm. So. All right, number seven. Which beverages were served at the cast rap party once filming was completed? It's a, a Craig. It's, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. Witches. Is it Mountain Dew? Is it? No, come on. This is weird. No, no, no. It is weird. 
Is that oh, a... and he's got a Mountain Dew. That's crazy. What? No, this is so. From? This is so set up. Mm. How in the tastes world? Tastes so good. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> that tastes so good. All right. What's all the score, right. Jeff? How? Oh wait, stop, stop. Yeah. This is all that. This is not real. How would you just what? like Disney witches? They do Mountain stuff like that. Dew. The catering. They always do stuff like that. They like tie it in with like past. It's a witch movie. It's Disney. Escape from Witch Mountain. Mountain Dew. You didn't get that? <laughs> no! I'm so frustrated. Right What's now. the score, though, seriously? Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Oh. So nine to two. Oh my okay. god. And this is for, like, the big one. Okay. You're. Oh, I can't. Right. I can't. So. And then. I can't. Okay, next question. What is Thora Birch's father's name? Craig. Jack? Dang it, that's right, too! Okay, Fuck I'm yeah. just gonna get on the computer because yeah. this is such what? All right. BS. Yeah, don't You're be a sore loser. What mm. is Bette Midler's favorite color? Craig. What's that? Is it puce? Dude, <laughs> shut <laughs> up! No! Oh, 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 so lame! Stop <laughs> and get away from me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, looks like Craig's the winner. Yeah, there. there's no point in going any further with it. Yeah. What? Official champion. I don't understand what just happened. I don't understand. Thanks for joining us for Half Ass for a Trivia. Thanks, guys. Uh, oh my god. So, do you guys want to do what's making us scared now? Or? No, let's, let's go into that. Okay. That's cool. What is going on? I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> is that all planned? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> is there a real trivia thing? There is a real trivia. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're video recording this? Oh man, that was awesome. Yeah, that was our little prank. Oh my god. Kim McLean, this is your life. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I knew something was up. Mountain Dew didn't make sense. And when you said puce, like no one knows. Also, it's funny that you didn't question like where did that Mountain Dew come from? Like you (laughs) just pulled the Mountain Dew from nowhere. (laughs) You were so like mad that you didn't even like you're like, whatever. Like, is this really being recorded? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. All I right. started looking up CNN and stuff. I was, okay. So now we're for real? All right, yeah. I should so, the real trivia tonight <laughs> so, <laughs> is for a little show I like to call Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh my god! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god it's for the TV oh show? God. Yeah. This should be pretty I actually have a chance. I still might tank because that's ha- that happens. But I have we a got, chance. We got 25 questions. Oh my god. Now I'm super nervous. Alright. I expect a so, lot for myself. Okay. <laughs> first question. When we first meet Xander and Willow, he asks her for help in what subject? Q. Correct. <laughs> Let's get some different angles. I'm ashamed of how I behaved. <laughs> <laughs> but not really, because I knew something was amiss. <laughs> When I uh, got the, uh, was it Key Grip? Was that what it was? Yeah, yes, that I was, was like, like who, where, who asked, why is that part of trivia? And you were like, Ben Baird or something. Yeah. Oh, it was the actual Key Grip for that movie. I looked it up. Okay, great job by Jeff, by the way. Getting some great of job obscure... by both. Um... <laughs> Okay, question number two. Which of the following does Xander call Sunnydale? I have to actually read them off, I guess. Um, 
Is it A, a one Starbucks town, B, a place for provincial living, C, the land that everyone forgot, or D, a dried up watering Is this hole? a one answer question? Yeah. Oh, Q. A. Correct. I thought it was Cordy that said that for some reason. Mm. Interesting. Number three, what does Angel give Buffy the first time he meets her? Craig. No. Craig. Damn um, it. A crucifix. Next oh, drinking the ginger ale. Snooze, you lose, baby. Number four. Uh, Giles says he is excited about living on the Hellmouth because he'll get to face all of the following except for what? A. Friends. B. Witches. C. Devils. Or D. Ghouls. Kia. Kia. Friends? Uh, say the options again. A friends, B witches, C devils, hmm. D ghouls. I say devils. Also incorrect. Witches. Hmm. So he said he'll get to face all of them except. Huh. Yeah. Excited about living on the hell enough because he'll get to face all of his fo- all of the following except for what? Yeah. Hmm. Um. Number five. What is in Buffy's mom's crate that she does not want Kia. Buffy to see? Kia. Fertility god. Correct. One, two, okay. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy, <laughs> Buffy says she doesn't need to train with a quarterstaff because she won't be fighting who? Yeah, expert. Quarterstaff because she won't be fighting who? A. Hey, <laughs> I not, I don't, why did I, I? No, I, I said A. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to say well, Kia. I mean, you didn't say I your name. To, that's what I was trying Kia. to do. Kia. <laughs> do you have it? No, go for it. Uh, I was going to say King Arthur. That doesn't make any sense. Um, I would like to hear the options. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it A, the Sheriff of Nottingham, B, Robin Hood, C, Friar Tuck, or D, Little John? Damn it. Hmm. I'm going to say Little John. <laughs> That's incorrect. Although that makes sense because yeah, and the fights m- little John with the horse. Yeah. yeah, but that's not what she said. Was it Robin Hood? It was Friar Tuck. <laughs> it sounds a little funnier. <laughs> All right, number seven. What happens when Xander sees Buffy for the first time on Sunnydale's campus? Craig, doesn't he fall off a skateboard? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more cool. specific than that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Do you have an answer? He um runs into the stairwell while he's skateboarding. Correct. He did not fall off of his skateboard. He ran into, he the ran into that's totally two that different things. That's not falling off the skateboard. No. If that rail wasn't there, he wouldn't have fallen off the Asterix. skateboard. Asterix. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, who said seize the moment because tomorrow yeah. you might be dead? Buffy. Correct. I didn't even hear the whole question. Uh, number nine. What is the nickname of Sunnydale's sports team? Uh, Craig. Is it the Razorbacks? That's correct. I was literally mouthing that, but I didn't know that was a nickname. I, I thought that was their mascot. So. Well. I didn't think that. You lose again! <laughs> well, there's video, there's video evidence of me sitting here going... Video evidence of you missing the question because I answered it. That's true. 
Number 10. What does Willow call herself and Xander when Buffy says they don't need to help her? Kia. That's Scoobies. Incorrect. Is it the Scooby Gang? Also incorrect. It is the Slayerettes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stay strong. That's not to you, it's to me. <laughs> Number 11. Buffy tells Principal Flutie? Yes. Yeah. Buffy tells Principal Flutie that the gym she burned down was full Kia. of what? Asbestos. Correct. I didn't even hear the full question! <laughs> Alright, number 12. Which city did Buffy move to Sunnydale from? Craig. Los Angeles. Craig. Who said, you were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom-poms at people? Kia. Giles. Correct. Where, where in the cemetery is the entrance to the tunnels that lead Kia. to Jesse and mm, the Master? Sorry, Kia. The mausoleum. Correct. <laughs> She's so excited. <laughs> She's trying so hard to be modest. If I mess these questions up, then it will just... Number 15. Who declines an invitation to a dance since the person they would go with is clearly interested in someone else? Craig! Craig. Willow. It's on the next page. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, number 16. Luke says all the following about the harvest except for what? The earth will belong to the old ones. That's A. B, the stars themselves will hide. C, the master will walk among them once more. D, the blood of men will flow as wine. Greg, B. Correct. All right. Wait, wait. What was it? What was the 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 answer? The stars themselves will hide. And what was the question? Luke says all of the following about the harvest, except for what? He doesn't say that. Okay. I could have sworn he said that. Number mm. seventeen. What does Amy say her mother's nickname was in high school? Oh, it's I need the I options. Need options I don't know. for that one. Was it A. Bloody Mary, B. Catherine the Great, C. Miss Victory, or D. Queen Kia. Midas? B. Correct. All right. Uh, number eighteen. Who brings Buffy back to life after she is Craig. killed by the Master? Craig. Craig. Xander. Correct. I mean, she's been brought back to life multiple times. Not killed by the master? No. You answered it before you even said that. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Number 19. What does Buffy call the three when she and Angel are hiding in her house? Craig. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Incorrect. Get out of the options. Uh... <laughs> Is it A, the Sucketeers, oh, B, the Prick Click, C, the Sack Pack, or D, the Fang Gang? That's probably pretty good. Oh my good. gosh. Yeah. That should be like a, a nickname for us, one of those. The I Sack like the Pack. Three Sucketeers. <laughs> the Three Sucketeers. <laughs> Can you give the options one more time? Is it A, the Three Sucketeers, B, the Prick Click, C, the Sack Pack, or D, the Fang Gang? I'm going to go with the first one. 
Incorrect. The fang. Oh, that was good. I was going to say that, but it, that doesn't sound familiar to me. Number 20. Every soul Luke takes during the harvest will feed the master because Luke is chosen to be what? Craig. Vessel. Correct. The vessel. Number 21. What historical event does Darla say she is helping Buffy study? Craig. Uh, the Inquisition. Incorrect. Um, I think I know, but I like options. Is it A, the Civil War, B, the War of 1812, C, the War of Independence, or D, World War One? War 1812. Incorrect. Damn it! it the War of Independence. I was so sure. So Number 22, who said, I laugh in the face Kia. of danger, then I hide until it goes away? Sander. Okay. Who said I laugh? Kia! You didn't even get the question out. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> That's like your favorite character, so you shouldn't have to know. Don't rub it in. <laughs> Number 23, what does Angel kill Darla with? Craig. A wooden stake. Incorrect. I feel like this is going to be a technicality. Wait, we have to wait discuss. Options. Is it She's... A, a wooden stake? <laughs> B, a table leg? <laughs> C, a broken cross? Or D, a crossbow? A table leg. Incorrect. Oh. I'm trying to remember which. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> Which who? Uh, ser- seriously. <laughs> what? We'll watch it again. I guess. In, yeah, I, I'm. I'm getting confused with Angel. It's in. It's on. It's, it's in the episode Angel of Buffy. It's like the sixth episode. Yeah. Of Darling we're getting, yeah. yeah. Okay. Number twenty-four. What remains after Buffy kills the master? Craig. Yep. The skeleton. Correct. The daggum skeleton's still there. And this is the last question. Oh my god. I forgot to mention that last question is worth 10 points, so. Okay. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> now, uh, number 25. Oh. How long does Giles say Angel has been alive? Craig! 200 years! Incorrect. Is it 460 years thereabouts? Nearly 1,000 years, incredibly? Wait, wait. Is this, this is... Oh, sorry. This is like a quote. This is like a quote from oh, yeah, Giles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeff is... You think Jeff is like ripping on each year? I don't know. 460 years thereabouts? I don't know. Uh, okay, okay. So is it A, 460 years thereabouts, B, nearly 1,000 years, incredibly, C, 240 years or so, or D, only 130 years, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I gotta go with the C, right? That's correct. And that's the end of the uh, game. We've all got quite a bit. All right. Now let's do... I mean, I think it was very clearly in my favor. That very was questionable win. Very equal for what? For who? who won? No, it was uh, Key is the winner. No! By how much? <laughs> no! Probably not by much. The 
the final score was 17 Kia, 13 Craig. Wow. This is bullshit. Oh! Ow! <laughs> I'm going to pay for that. Did really? <laughs> no. Here's a Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> that was actually close. That was very, that was too close. That was competitive. Actually, if was you, very scary. if you add in the Buffy questions, Craig won. What? So it is a pretty questionable one. What do you mean add in the Buffy questions? Not the Buffy, the uh, Pocus Pocus question. Oh, we're not doing that? We're not, no. Oh, wow. That's, that's that part staged. of the trivia. Yeah, I mean, you, you did guys, have... No, that was staged. That was part of the points. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. I'm glad that someone <laughs> is officiating everything <laughs> and that he's my best friend for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you okay? Yeah. I won. Congratulations. All right, at the end of every episode, we talk about things in the horror genre that are making us scared, things that we're excited about with horror. Jeff, why don't you start us off? Oh, um, what's making me scared is Froggy Fresh. Um, I mean, I guess that's kind of a horror-related thing because he's got like two Halloween songs. Yeah. Uh, that's how I make the connection. But uh, yeah, I saw Froggy Fresh um, in concert last week with a friend of mine, um, and he he played the Halloween song live, the one about Michael Myers. Um, if you're not familiar with Froggy Fresh, just look him up on YouTube. He does a lot of silly, funny videos where he's he does these weird rap songs. <clears throat> Maybe me. drop in a little. Little tidbit so people will know. Yeah, I'll put a know. little clip of that. Just a little quick one. Froggy Fresh. And Money Maker Mike, of course. Ghosts, goblins, and monsters galore. I don't even want to trick or treat no more. Some of the scariest things I've ever seen. You know what I mean. It's Halloween. Ghosts, goblins, and monsters. But, uh, yeah, I mean. He used to go by the name Krispy Kreme, but then the donut company gave him a cease and desist. He had to change his name to Froggy Fresh. Uh, it was an odd concert <laughs> because uh, there were a lot of little kids there, and uh, but I don't know. It was it was fun though. It was cool. Little like, kids? I, what do you mean? There were like I mean kids that were like maybe like eight to. 12 years really? old, like in between there, yeah. And he does very inappropriate stuff. No, no, no. He's a uh, pretty family friendly as far as that oh. kind of stuff. His content goes. Uh, his videos are really funny. He wears like he dresses up in funny costumes and and the here's the weirdest thing about it though. Like in all of his videos, he does this. He, he plays this character, Froggy Fresh, who is this southern kind of. Uh, I don't know how to describe it really. I want to say simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? But you know he's, uh, but he puts on this southern accent and kind of plays it weird. But he decided to go on tour uh, and play all these songs live. But he dropped the act, like he he didn't do the Froggy Fresh character. He like comes out, he's like, "Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, it's me, Froggy Fresh, <laughs> and these are some of my songs." And it's just, he, like, but in the videos, he's like, "Ha, it's Froggy Fresh, and this is my friend Moneymaker Mike." You know, he's got this southern <laughs> accent and stuff that he does, and like. Plays it really silly. He was on Tosh.0 once, and like Daniel Tosh interviewed him, and he played the character the whole time. <laughs> Sorry. For some reason, he just dropped it. But uh, I was expecting him to come out on stage and be like, what's going on, everybody? It's me, your boy, Froggy Fresh. Right, like, right. I thought that would have been hilarious, but he just, I don't know. 
I wonder why. I wonder why he doesn't do the. I don't know. I thought that was character. an odd choice, but hmm. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't feel like improving all night. How long. big of a venue was it? Was it like? Uh, it was at Rocket Town, but it was in like one of the smaller rooms. Yeah. Um, I was curious what the vibe was like. I mean, were people super into it and everything, or yeah, like the yeah. people. It wasn't like a huge, huge audience, but it was uh, the people who were there seemed pretty into it. Particularly, like these two guys were standing in front of me. They were like jumping up and like. There, like they knew every word and they were like screaming every word to every song and uh yeah it was, it was pretty funny how long has he been around um at least since like 2011 so he's new newish yeah because his first video he did was that uh the baddest where he had like snot coming out of his nose and he's him and his friend are like pointing guns at the screen and he's saying like Plus, Beyonce thinks that I'm cute. It's okay, Beyonce. I think you're cute too. <laughs> I only knew him. I'm only aware of him because of you. Like you showed me some of his stuff a few years back. Yeah. He did a really funny bit on uh, Tosh.0 where he he wrote a song especially for that show, mm. and uh, they made a video where uh, he's singing about how he and Daniel Tosh are hanging out in L.A. and they're best friends now, <clears throat> and they're doing push-ups and getting girls all day. <laughs> You, I mean, what's like? He has two songs about Halloween. One's about the specific movie Halloween, and then um, well, no, about... the first one is about uh, he and his friend Mike trick or treating, yeah. and they get attacked by Michael Myers, and they are like running away from Michael Myers. And then I, f- I actually forgot what the second one was about. He's like dressed up like Michael Jackson from the Thriller video, right? right. Like a, a Jerry curl wig on, but uh, yeah, the the pretty pretty funny videos. So there's the. Is that the one where he's in the picture with the night with the Freddy Krueger tiny shorts? Yes. It was getting late, like a quarter past eight. Me and Micah played Madden for like 20 hours straight. I was getting tired. Mike was getting tired. Couldn't keep my eyes open. It felt like they were on fire. We couldn't go to sleep. Because when we go to sleep, there's a man named Freddy Krueger that we always meet. Come on, man. You ain't heard of Freddy. Whenever you're asleep, Freddy Krueger likes to party. He's scary and his breath smells like cat poop. And worst of all, he's got a Jonas Brothers tattoo. Farty, what the heck were you thinking? That was the worst idea since Farty versus Jason. It's, it was called Nightmare on My Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one I yeah. saw. Which is a title that was taken by someone else already. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He didn't get, he didn't get sued <laughs> for it? Yes, not. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe Will Smith hasn't seen the video and hasn't seen him in a season to see. <laughs> it has been like 20 years since he even thought about that, probably. So, yeah. like 25 years. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's all I got. Two. Kia. What's making me scared is a book. And it's called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. And. Why'd <laughs> <laughs> you become an English <laughs> chimney sweeper? Like I've always been English. I've just been pretending to have a southern accent. Um, Clean your chimney, Governor. No, I really don't have that much. Um, so I knew about the movie, whatever happened to Baby Jane, just from living, but I'd never seen it. And then when the TV show Feud came out on FX, I started to look, look, look it up. And that's when I learned it was a book because I never knew it was a book. So I watched the TV show. It was really, really good. So if you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch it. And then I ordered the book. Um, and it's only like two hundred and seven pages, and the book comes with like. A couple of short stories that um, the author wrote. I think his name. I should have. I think it's Henry Farrell. I think so. Um, 
But it's really, it's just really, it's a really good book. Um, you think it classifies as horror? I know in the, the... Interestingly, in the introduction, it was saying how he kind of introduced, I can't remember what they called it. It was a term that was kind of, um, it was it was a term that kind of encompassed um, older female characters that were kind of the villains and scary. Mm-hmm. And it said that that kind of sparked other movies to have that same type of character. Right. So in that sense, yes, I do think cool. it's horror. Um, definitely, I would say psychological horror. Um, probably similar to um, Misery in that right. sense. Yeah. Right. Uh, I see um, that. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was just really good. Very well, well written. It was a fast read. Like I went through, it's only, like I said, 207 pages. And it was just really good. There are several characters in it. And I think he, with the small amount of time he had, he did a lot with all those characters. And it was never confusing. Everyone was interesting. No one was like a throwaway or an extra character. Mm-hmm. So it was really good. So. Very cool. Uh, I, I don't really have a big one. I, I just wanted to talk about really quickly. I, you know, every now and then I'll make up stickers for the show using the logo Jeff made and everything. And I put it out there on Twitter, you know, that we have stickers and I want some. And we actually had several people that wanted them. And it was just really nice. It was, you know, it was cool that people wanted them. And it wasn't uh, privately, like people were like publicly wanting them. Because I think I'd tried it once before and like a couple of people were like, Indirect messages like, yeah, you can give me one of those stickers if you want, you know, but like they kind of didn't want to like be public about it, it seemed like, and it kind of felt like uh, they're being polite, maybe, you know, so it was kind of nice people being on Front Street, you know, enjoying it, you know, so it was just, you know, it felt really cool, so... And we uh, made out some cards to you all. Hopefully you'll you'll be getting them before you listen to this, so... And there's artwork on it. Personalized artwork by Mr. Jeff, who has an Etsy page if you're interested. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, so thank you guys for listening and participating. It means a lot to us. So thank you. All right. Uh, oh, what are we picking next? Oh, oh, my cut. It's Kia's choice this this time. I have a great cut. It's a movie called Cutting Class. Have you seen it? Have you no. heard about it? Awesome. It's from. It's got to be from the eighties, probably like eighty eight. I saw it when I was a kid. It would come on HBO all the time, and it has Brad Pitt in it in one of his earlier roles, and it's just um, it's really good. So it's called Cutting Class. Um, he's like a track star in it, isn't he? Or no? Am I thinking? I think he is like a high school he's like a high school kid, yeah. heartthrob. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 a fun movie, but as an adult, I've seen that it has its flaws. But uh, it's a fun movie. Just good luck finding it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just take our word for it. Look it up on YouTube. You probably find a trailer. Get an idea of what we're talking about. Good luck. Good luck to you. We found it at a used DVD store. That's how it was. Holy shit, they have this? And we, we picked it up. It may not be that hard to find. It's a Brad Pitt movie, technically. Yeah. So maybe it'll, it's in print somewhere. It'll be on Amazon so, for 50 cents. Yeah. I'll tweet it out there if, if it's easier to find I'll, I'll, before we drop the pod in the future. So Brad Pitt in Cutting Class is the next film. Thank you guys for joining us. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Half-Assed Horrorcast. You can find us on Instagram at Half-Assed Horrorcast, Facebook at Half-Assed Horror, Twitter at H-A Horrorcast, and you can send us an email at Horrorcast at gmail.com or visit our website HalfAssedHorrorcast.com. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, let's start that over. <laughs>